Well, I'm just going to bring a short devotion. Um, it's a great privilege to be able to share communion together. I thought that if there's going to be one thing we're going to do this morning, that's what we're going to do together. We're going to break bread and just remember our Lord Jesus. But I just wanted to speak a little bit what I'm thinking about as we kind of celebrate today. Um, and I was just reflecting on the nature. We've, as a home group, we've been going through Romans first. We've got through about six or seven chapters. It's uh, really solid going, but a theme keeps coming up that's really relevant to today, and I kind of wanted to hearken to that a little bit. But um, firstly, kids here, have you guys all had your presents already? Did you wake up this morning and open a bunch of presents? No. no. <laughs> that's cool. Our kids were very excited. Um, and I remember growing up, it was quite amazing. I, you did so little sleep the night before. You'd be up two o'clock in the morning. I can't get to sleep. I'm just so excited for the presents that I'm going to get in the morning. And um, just, it was such an exciting time. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing as well because I remember my mum used to put in so much attention. She would make us kind of advent calendars leading up to it. She'd spend so much time, energy, attention, money on getting the presents for us and really just for the sheer joy of seeing us on that morning, um, being delighting um, in what she's provided for us and, and the gifts that she's giving. It's a beautiful thing. Um, of course, kids, it's worth knowing that uh, once you get older, it doesn't quite work like that anymore. Um, who here has done a secret Santa this year? Yeah, it's the secret Santa. So it's kind of where rather than everyone buying everyone gifts, um, you all pitch in, everyone provides one gift, um, but you kind of put everyone's name in a box, pull out the names, and everyone gets one present for one person in your circle of friends. So in my very, very large family, um, we have 18 people coming. I don't want to buy 18 presents, so we all buy one present rather than everyone buying 18 presents for everyone. It's great. But it's, it's a little bit saddening in that to be involved in the, in the little gift giving, you have to give a gift. So it's almost like I have to pay, and, and it's got a prescribed value. So it has to be about you know, 50 bucks or whatever the, the bit is. But it's not quite the same as a normal gift, is it? When you're a child coming in, you're getting given something you could never buy uh, from your parent. As an adult, uh, I'm basically buying my own gift in a roundabout way and probably getting something that's not that exciting in return because uh, I'd rather buy what I wanted to buy in the, in the first place. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the nature again. As you grow up, you know, yes, gifts become that way. Um, but you, you, you learn the, just the general nature and cycle of work. And I would say that this year, for me, it's just been, it's been a massive slog for work. Uh, more than ever, I'm very aware uh, in the weariness of labour um, that I deserve a good wage for my work. All right? And that's the way our modern world works. Is that, uh, well, modern world, every age, theoretically, if you're not a slave or in, in some other form if you're a hired hand or you do labour, uh, we're told in the Bible a worker is worthy of their wages. And so we're used to earning a living. And it's, it's funny because the Bible, when it starts talking about the great things of God, actually puts these two things out there very consistently. It contrasts the nature of a gift, a child on Christmas Day receiving something amazing from a loving parent, and this idea of I work and I get what is due. So if we were going to put forward to um, the things of God, um, we have to ask ourselves, do we get from God gifts or do we get from him what is due? Is it from our own exertion? exertion? Uh, Romans 4.4 4 says, Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace but as debt. So it makes it clear, if you're working and you get something, there's nothing gracious or giving or gifting about that. It is a debt. It is an obligation. It is your due. And I was just kind of reflecting on all the things that God gives us. 
And there's hardly a thing, in fact, there's not really a thing you can point out that he gives us which is not a gift from him. In fact, he he pretty much takes away every capacity for us to take credit for anything at all. Um, And in fact, if you look at this idea of a wage, when we we were going through our study in Romans, uh, what is the the justice of, I guess, our just wage for what we do in this life? Yes, we labour, but there's something else we do in this life. Um, It's a big bad word. Kids, do you know what it is? Your parents might talk about it sometimes, Benji. What what's, what's, would you call the bad things we do? Sin. That's it, the big word. And so Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. And so that is our true entitlement in this life. And if you're going to preach the gospel or you understand what God has done for us, the starting point is quite literally that, is that we have done stuff which is deserving of death. That is our true entitlement. So everything, when we look to God, we can't really look for anything but that justice. It is fair and right that we die. Um, But then you just see some beautiful pictures um, in in the Bible where Jesus brings some children onto his knee during his ministry. Um, And he talks about not turning them away um, and to become like them. Um, And in Mark it's expressed, he says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all receive it like a child and so what did the child do they're actually just receiving this is the nature of God in all that he does for us and that he is abounding in his generosity and his graciousness towards us because he doesn't give us what we deserve he gives us what we don't deserve out of a love for us and I'm just going to give a quick summary because I just want to edify us with what are those things that God gives us um, by his grace as gifts literally in James, we're told every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. A lot of you will know the passage John 3:16: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son." As a and uh, thinking from Romans again, for the wages of sin is death. That was the verse I just quoted before. There's a second half to that, of course. For the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. But the good news is, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. So he gives us eternal life as a gift. Uh, Again in Romans, and a lot of this comes from Romans because we were just kind of picking up on it as we went through. He gives us not just eternal life, he gives us the very righteousness. Sin has marred us in the face of God so we can't even come before him, but he makes us righteous. And in verse uh, 24 of Romans, uh, he says that we are justified before God as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians, one of my favourite all-time passages, he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Even after we talk about salvation, what are the things that God gives us in this life? We're told that he gives us something very special as a deposit to prove that he has called us and chosen us and that is the Holy Spirit but again when Paul or sorry when Peter was preaching immediately after Pentecost in Acts he told them the crowd repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and Paul talks about the ministry of each other to the church and again he says he quotes an old passage when he ascended on high he took many captives and gave gifts to his people and that is gifts in terms of ministry and capability to edify. So each other you know, and, and the church family we belong to, again, is a gift. God gives each other gifts that we might be a gift 
to each other. So it's, it's, it is the nature of God to fundamentally be of a giving nature. And we, it is really important, I think, that we kind of get out of this mindset that you know, we bring something to the table, we bring something of our own labour or wages um, to that transaction, if you will. Um, I was listening to someone just the other day. He, he said, if you, if you can't take away a, a, the element of works from your salvation, you end up with one of two problems. Either you end up in despair. Despair because you're never good enough, no matter what you do. Or you end up with arrogance. I am good enough. All right. And both of those are a terrible way to go throughout life. Uh, but just remember that Jesus looked upon those who are weary and burdened with life and he says, come to me if you're weary and burdened. And I, I, I had one of those years where I, I felt like I've really slogged it this year. Um, but there Jesus is just saying, all who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Um, in Hebrews, it describes this idea of we cease from our labours and we enter into a rest. And again, because we are ceasing from our own endeavours and labours and we are entering into the rest that God has provided. And why is it a rest? It's because God has done the work for us. We're not the ones doing the work anymore. So I want to end on the final note. If we're thinking about Christmas Day, and we think about all the things that God gives us, let's just picture God as he actually is, which is as a father, because that's kind of what we're celebrating this morning, especially as we give gifts to children, which I think is the best thing you can do to understand the nature of God in giving to us. Because uh, God describes us as children all over the place. says, behold what manner of love the Father has given us, that he, we should be called the children of God. Uh, we're told we're given a spirit of adoption uh, in Romans and we're told that it is the nature, it is a human nature, even though we're fallen and sinful, for us as fathers, as parents, to give gifts to our children. And God says, will not more so your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit. So I just want us to understand, just bask in this nature of God, that he is a giving Father, um, that we can rest today and we can celebrate that he gave us uh, the greatest gift of all, um, which is, of course, his son, Jesus Christ. And as we take communion... I just remember that it's not a trivial thing. Um, this is not something that was given. It's given freely to us, but it costs uh, him dearly. Um, and we, we have a communion to celebrate. Well, it's not celebrate, but really remember um, the death that Jesus went through because uh, that was his purpose on life uh, as, as well as to proclaim the gospel. But fundamentally, it was to bear the price and burden of our sins. And so we're going to remember that his body was broken, his blood was spilled. Uh, but all this comes as the most gracious and beautiful gift uh, from our Heavenly Father. So let me pray, and then we're going to take the elements here. Father, thank you so much that you are a gracious Heavenly Father, and that we are your children, that you have called us as your children, Lord, for us who believe. Lord, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you uh, as we remember this day what you have done, Lord, that you have humbled yourself. You have given us Jesus Christ in human form to live among us, to be burdened among us, to die among us. And Lord, we want to glorify you, we want to exalt you this morning. We just want to praise your name, Lord, and thank you so much, Lord, even as we go about the rest of today, Lord. We would just want to hallow your name and exalt Jesus Christ to where he belongs, which is at your right hand, he rules the nations. So we thank you, Father, and ask your blessing on this time and as we remember, Lord. Um, yeah, may you touch our hearts and may you work within us, Lord, as your people, to be your perfect bride in this place. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.